BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in to the early line here on SportsGrid. I'm Kevin Walsh, joined by Donnie Wrightside. We've got a lot to get to here in this hour. Also, let you know that the game between England and Iran has kicked off as Group B play is underway. Of course, the group, including the United States, will be in action today against Wales. And Sports Grid will have a World Cup special for you as Coast to Coast with an early 2 p.m. start time. We'll be with you for all of the United States opening game of the World Cup. So do make sure you're tuned in all throughout the day here on Sports Grid. We'll give you any updates uh, throughout this game as they do come in. But I want to get to the college football side. It was a wild weekend of college football action. Really, I think maybe the most stunning result of the season had to do with South Carolina and Tennessee. Tennessee, despite their loss to Georgia, it actually felt like they were going to make the college football playoff as long as they just won out. And they were minus 500 favorites to make the college football playoff, despite the fact that they were on the outside looking in, didn't have a chance to play in their conference title game. Then they got smashed, absolutely obliterated by South Carolina. Spencer Rattler looked like the quarterback that was promised, and the Vol season in one fell swoop ends, paired it with a hand and hooker torn ACL that obviously will not only take him out for the rest of the season, but uh, likely you know cost him any potential time that he would have had on the field next year for whichever NFL team drafts him, maybe cost him a round or two in terms of when he comes off the board. Uh, really an awful, awful day for the Tennessee Volunteers. No, it certainly was. And by the way, when you watch that football game, it was pretty amazing to see because this hasn't been a South Carolina offense against upper-level competition. That was moving the football with ease up and down the field. But Spencer Rattler actually showed NFL capabilities in that game, which so many times we watch, oh, man, you know, not living up to the hype, too many interceptions, not making the right throws, the back shoulder throws, the fades, the one-on-one coverage. Every single time he was spinning it, Kevin, it looked like a massive play for South Carolina, rightfully so. 63 points on the board, 30 of 37, 438 yards, and six touchdown passes for Rattler. He was sensational. But again, the takeaway is, what happened to Tennessee on the season? It was their dream season. They were smoking cigars at midfield after beating Alabama. Look at them now. It, it's, it is incredible. Because the loss to Georgia, 
maybe it was a bit drastic how little the offense was able to do, but it wasn't that surprising, right? The Bulldogs were the favorites to win the national title. They were favorites in that football game by, a, you know, over a touchdown. And Tennessee was a three-touchdown favorite at South Carolina, man. A, a, tr- a true, true upset there by the Gamecocks. Uh, over uh, in the Pac-12 side of things, one half of the Pac-12 championship game clinched Oregon controlling their own destiny to play USC in that game. The Ducks, with some questions around Bo Nix's availability, ultimately saw him play and beat the Utah Utes. Uh, in that other big Pac-12 game, but the big one between USC and UCLA certainly delivered. 48-45 final the way of the Trojans. They trailed early, Donnie, by two touchdowns uh, and came storming back. And not only are they now clinched into a Pac-12 spot, but Caleb Williams is now in a neck-and-neck race, it appears, with C.J. Stroud for the Heisman Trophy. And I'll tell you what helps him out, too. Big games down the stretch here, Kevin. When you talk about your Heisman moments and how you have to deliver, certainly delivered against UCLA, but a game that just a few short weeks ago was saying, oh, man, USC is going to dust off a bad Notre Dame football team. How can you get your Heisman moment? Not No longer the case there as they're now a top 25 team. And then you're going to go into your conference championship game. The game plan is all laid out right now, right now for Caleb Williams to win the Heisman, and rightfully so. He's been spectacular, but it's almost like, do we expect anything less? If you're a quarterback for Lincoln Riley, you're expected to fly into New York City and compete for a Heisman Trophy. Our radio audience is here on a Monday morning, the early line on Sirius XM Channel 159. Uh, the Trojans uh, handling their business, no doubt about it. And it, this was a team that were favored to win the Pac-12. They had the fifth best odds to win the national championship. But people started to sell them, it felt like, around the college football landscape. And each time they've been able to step up, no, that defense is not good, but that offense is fantastic. Lincoln Riley is a heck of a coach, and Caleb Williams uh, is a just tremendous quarterback who, by the way, is not even draft eligible this year. He will be back. Uh, As we mentioned, that Heisman race is based on the odds between C.J. Stroud and Caleb Williams. I would still argue Blake Corum is in the mix, but C.J. Stroud and Blake Corum's, each of their teams respectively, had a little bit of scare ahead of their big matchup that'll come this weekend, especially Michigan and Illinois only escaping with a point. Though, again, Ohio State was only up by a field goal late into the fourth quarter of their game. Any uh, takeaway from either one of the games between Michigan and Illinois and Ohio State and Maryland? Yeah, let's add even a third game in there, TCU-Baylor, because a lot of times we're not expecting teams to rise up like Illinois or even Baylor here to challenge some of the better teams in the country, and quite frankly, Maryland either. But I got to say, just shame on Brett Bielema. Shame on, shame on Dave Aranda. Your football teams, and everybody sitting on their couch, including myself, on Saturday, Kevin said, you know what? Forget about the time. You get a first down, you win the football game. If you play conservative, you will lose. What happens? Illinois lost 1917. TCU comes back and beats Baylor 29-28. What is with Kevin? College coaches knowing that time is not of the essence. First downs are of the essence. Let's run into a brick wall on two or three of these downs here. Or else do the old, hey, it's third and nine. We tried to pass, but it wasn't open. Get a first down. Win the football game. Shame on these two coaches who let their football teams down, Kevin. Dave Aranda, I agree. Brett Bielinema, not as much. Illinois is not going to throw the football. They're not going to throw the football. They're obviously just going to run it with Chase. Walsh weekend winners up next.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. The moment you've all been waiting for, of course, sweeping the nation here on Monday mornings. Walsh's weekend winners, hoops edition. A lot of potential candidates, some though quite obvious. We begin with Anthony Davis, an obvious, obvious choice here as the Lakers win three games in a row. And though I'm sure it'll be tempting to say, look at who they played, folks. It does not matter who they have played for seemingly two years. It has not been good. And more specifically for Anthony Davis, it's not been about who he has played. It's about how he has played. Anthony Davis, at the end of the NBA Finals that the Lakers won against the Miami Heat, was in the argument as one of the five best players in the NBA. And it felt like with each passing day, he dropped another spot in the upper echelon of this league. Through the first 10 or so games of this season, AD had yet to crack 30 points. I'm not asking him to average 30, but he's the type of player, especially during the New Orleans days, that was always over that number. Well, now Anthony Davis, during this three-game winning streak, has had 30 points in every game. Against Brooklyn, 37-18. and 18. Against Detroit, 38 and 16 and against San Antonio in just 28 minutes 30 points and 18 rebounds this is the most encouraging three-game window that the Los Angeles Lakers have enjoyed in quite some time and again you can hand wave the opponents if you want it's about the performances of Anthony Davis if he can not just flash top 10 player in the league potential but maintain that then maybe the Lakers actually do have a chance to turn it around. It has been a long time since we have seen, it feels, this Anthony Davis, Donnie, and boy, was it a treat to see him back. 
Supreme confidence sometimes. That's all you need. We we knew it's always been there for Anthony Davis, one of the better players in the NBA and certainly a two-way player, right, that's going to play great defense and also help you out on offense. Maybe it took LeBron James sitting down for a couple games to say, hey, you know what? You're the focal point now. Get after it. See what you can do. And certainly the good vibes are going. Is three straight wins for the Lakers. Normally, it's like what? three straight. They, they go on 15 three straight game, you know, winning streaks here during an NBA season. Not this Lakers team. They need everything to try to fight, even though it's not upper echelon talent that you're going against, which you're going to have a game coming up here against the Phoenix Suns. But in those three games, the Nets, the Pistons, the Spurs, all at home, get some of that good mojo back in the building. So when LeBron does return, how many times have I said it, Kevin? If you have LeBron in eight days, there should be any question marks about how many games they're going to win. It should be, can they put together a championship run? I'm not saying they're going to do that this year, but at least you're going in the right direction now. Absolutely so. And again, specifically with Anthony Davis, you know, people say, oh, AD, he's soft, he's not aggressive. He's on the inside, bang, and he's got the second most rebounds per game in the NBA. He's a top 12 scorer now in terms of points per game. He's checking the boxes. Let's go to winner number two. Donnie's not going to like this one, but it's undeniable. Ben Simmons. How could it not be? Ben Simmons had a near 500-day layoff between games. And he came out of the gates incredibly slow for the Brooklyn Nets. We heard, whoa, Brooklyn, similar to Philadelphia, a little tired of Ben Simmons. What's going on here with Ben Simmons? And for the first time in a long time, Ben Simmons answered the call against the Portland Trailblazers on a Thursday night, his best game as a net. 15 points on a perfect 100% shooting, added 13 rebounds and seven assists. At the time, his first double-double as a Brooklyn net. And then followed it up yesterday in another win, in a double-digit win with 22 points, eight rebounds, five assists, a game-high plus 19. He is the difference maker. If the Nets are going to have any chance at cashing in on their potential to be a real title contender. It is Ben Simmons who is the most important player. You know what you're going to get from Kevin Durant. You know that. Kyrie Irving, you maybe don't, but he's actually not as important as Ben Simmons, who is, while we've talked about it, a guy with potential to be elite on the defensive side of the basketball. At one point, what really was not all that long ago, this is someone that averaged 17, 9, and 8. And Ben Simmons over the last two games looking like that guy. And one added note here, his next game on a Tuesday night in Philadelphia. If Ben Simmons can keep this rolling and get a win in Philly, folks, we are starting to talk about being all the way back here with Ben Simmons. Hey, look, I'm not going to take it away. Nice win for the Nets, right? 127-115. But you have your quote-unquote big three, and the other team doesn't have their star players there. You're supposed to win. But I got to tell you, waking up and seeing the box score here for Ben Simmons at 22 points, I thought they might have added like an extra two. Like, no, no, no. Not 22 points, two points that he had. That's a great performance. And also, how about a team leading plus 19 here in the plus-minus? So I guess you could say any – look, him being on the court and being able to score two points for me at this point is a win. How about that? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, they scored 22 points, so it was a then massive win, and he took 13 shots as well, which was tremendous. Let's get some college basketball in here. The Houston Cougars, a weekend winner. They are the favorites to win the national championship. 
They just beat Oregon last night by double digits. Here's the big reason why I think Houston is a weekend winner. I don't see any world that they are not a number one seed in the tournament. Gonzaga lost in definitive fashion this past week to Texas. It is not to call Gonzaga a fraud. But if there's only going to be one of the non-power, it's not power five in college basketball, but you kind of get my point. Yeah. But if there's only yeah. going to be one of those mid-major conferences securing a one seed, it looks like it's going to be Houston. They are getting all, and, and rightfully so, all of the credit for their start to this season. The Zags have already dropped the game. Houston gets to play St. Mary's out of conference and beat what is likely to be the second best team in the WCC. Houston, to me, Oh, two weeks into the college basketball season, Donnie, who were, by the way, under 2-1 to one to make the Final Four right now, which is incredible to me, basically have already locked up a number one seed. I'd be stunned if they didn't finish with one. And I agree. Now, granted, again, as we talked about the Philadelphia Eagles, you say, oh, look at their schedule. They could win. I understand that. They're going to take losses, but they're a really good basketball team. And also, Kevin, how about this coming up on their schedule? Uh, December 10th, Alabama, number 18th in the country. Virginia, 16th in the country on the 17th. After that, if you look at their schedule, not a single do-ranked opponent there. They're going to run up some really impressive win totals here in the season, but it's not because of that, are we going to get the old, like, oh, they play in the West Coast Conference. What did you expect? them to do no the Houston Cougars do have a pedigree similar to what we do say about Gonzaga in their own conference they're going to be really good this year they're going to win a ton of games and maybe rightfully so Kevin as a favorite to cut down the nets last weekend winner John Calipari you might be thinking yourself, what <laughs> I was waiting for this what that's you, good what do you what do you what are you talking about John Calipari <laughs> clairvoyant well, Donnie knows this Donnie knows exactly where I'm going with this Everybody loves the chance to told you I told you so. John Cal's young boys blow a double overtime game against Michigan State. They then follow that up with a Sunday night game against Gonzaga, and they get absolutely smashed. They lose it by 16. It was maybe a little more competitive than the final scoreline suggests. But instead of people in Kentucky being mad at John Calipari and an underachieving start, John Calipari gets to tell them, of course, Donnie, whoa, 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 guys, I told you. Give me time. Group's not ready here. What a win for John Calipari. I'm telling I haven't seen this in 30 years. And you're probably a little bit too young, Kevin, being a Notre Dame fan. Lou Holtz for Notre Dame every single week. They would play a Division three football team. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you guys talking like we're going to win? You see this quarterback the way he's – I mean, and then they win. Like, oh, you're supposed to do that. But smart move. Anybody out here watching Coach Cal, this is a master class. Always come up to the podium and be like, I don't know how we win this game. When you do, it's like, we pulled off a miracle here. Congratulations, Coach Cal. Yeah. That's a big win. He told us they would get rocked, and they did. Uh, it appears Donnie's favorite weekend winner uh, was just submitted Man. there with John Calipari. We got a lot to catch up, though, with Week 11 in the NFL. That's coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Lots to get to from week 11. We'll also certainly pick back uh, that Monday Night Football preview up uh, coming up in a little bit. Let's start, though, with the Eagles and the Colts here. What I thought was a great win for the Philadelphia Eagles, they had an opportunity for a similar victory on Monday night against the Commanders. The Eagles had uh, led at the end of the first half through the opening eight weeks of the season. So a comeback win is something that you want to see from a Super Bowl contender. You know, I I might argue that the Chiefs need to do that a little too much, but it's who they are and it's it's who they've been, and it's why you trust the Chiefs so much at any point in time. You and I always joke, Chiefs down 10. Is anyone turning the game off? Ah, this is over. No, it's they run to the sports book and they bet the Chiefs live and they win some money. So the Eagles trailing by double digits late into this game here against the Indianapolis Colts come back and find a way here. No cover, but a 17-6 final score in favor of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, a really important victory here that moves them to 9-1. and It really was, and I think you, you hit the nail on the head there with being an important victory. It wasn't a sexy victory by any stretch here, but if you're down double digits on the road and you come away with a win, that's considered a good win and coming back and the good vibes back into the locker room because the Philadelphia Eagles, who let one get away against Washington, didn't play very well, didn't get very many breaks, and they lost that game. You got to stop the bleeding somewhere. And it looked like the Philadelphia Eagles were set up to actually have a two game losing streak and a lot more question marks of, oh, imagine a football team that's eight and two being a fraud on the season. Well, that's what they're calling the Minnesota Vikings after a loss. And now the Philadelphia Eagles reestablishing themselves as the best team in the NFC. Quite frankly, just for the record, they're going to buffer now over the Minnesota Vikings in a few game lead here over the Dallas Cowboys. But as I've said, the first three quarters, if you follow me on Twitter, very upset with the way Jalen Hurts was playing. Very upset with the coaching staff, the way they were calling plays. Nothing seemed to work except the defense was coming up with stops, keeping you in this football game. And the one thing, Kevin, that we didn't get to see last week against the commanders was, let me see Jalen Hurts with the football on a final drive and what he can get done here, as opposed to playing from the lead, which he did for so much of this 2022 season. He was sensational on that final drive, converting plays by himself. And sometimes you have to take matters into your own hands. It sort of seemed like Jalen Hurts got away from running the football. How about yesterday when it mattered? Overall, 16 carries, 86 yards, and the game-winning touchdown, which was a great call on third down for the quarterback draw. He was electric on that final drive, and the Eagles needed every bit of that electricity. And I think that Jalen Hurts really would be the only threat if there was one to Patrick Mahomes' MVP candidacy. It would require Mahomes to have one or two bad games. They would have to come in losses, and the Eagles would have to finish with probably – at max 
two losses, really. Uh, but yeah. I all, you know, in the passing yardage market, right, it's obviously Mahomes by a whole ton. Hurts completed 70% of his passes, had a touchdown, didn't throw a pick. That's important. But it's what Hurts can do as a runner. He's running all over the field on that final drive there. Finish it off with a rushing touchdown. Yet You have to evaluate. I'll say this on the Colts side of things. Two weeks in, and the report card is, is, is pretty nice on Jeff Saturday. One win, two covers, and it feels like the best football the Colts have played all season long. The idea with Jeff Saturday was, for some, was brought in as a placeholder, a favor maybe, a, a friend, but a lot of people said an undeserving head coach hire. It's early, but the two-week returns are, are really good. And I would not discount Jeff Saturday being back on that sideline next year for the Indianapolis Colts. And I hear you on that. They still have a long way to go here. Steelers coming up, Cowboys, Vikings, Chargers, Giants, and the final with the Texans. I don't think the season's going to go as well as they hoped to when they first kicked off. But I think the, the one thing that we got on him, it wasn't so much that Jeff Saturday is going to be an idiot as a head coach. The guy's played a lot of football, and some say the quarterback of the offense sometimes might not be the quarterback. It's the center because of how much they have to know with the blocking schemes and being in tune with their quarterback. You didn't feel like he was going to come in and just be an idiot at head coach, but it was the way they went about doing it, which was widely panned. But I think it's ratcheted up another level as if the guy just doesn't deserve to be out there as if he was a cashier or a UPS driver, an insurance salesman, and never watched football before. That wasn't the case here. So I think as the weeks go on, and you know it's the right move by what the locker room is reflecting and telling you. You had a very good performance on the road against a lowly Vegas team, but you won. You had the Eagles dead to rights in the fourth quarter. Weren't able to pick up that victory, but it wasn't really no fault of your own. Like, oh, man, Saturday coached a really terrible game there. As long as the players are responding and it's not a mutiny on the ship, he's going to be fine. It'll be interesting now at the end of the season. Let's just say they do go 500 down the stretch. Rightfully so. Maybe he is the man for the job. We'll certainly find out. Uh, again, the, the Colts, uh, as you mentioned, the schedule, not easy. So there is room for some impressive performances. Uh, just stick with an NFC East team. The New York Giants with a very disappointing performance. 31-18, and it wasn't even that close. Jamal Williams, by the way, has the NFL lead for rushing touchdowns at 12. He had three mm. in this game. The I know it's hard to go 8-2, and two, but that doesn't justify losing a home game to a Lions team that was looking for a second straight road win, which is something that Goff hadn't done since 2000. And 18. The Giants were bad on both sides of the football while still favored to make the playoffs. This game was a part of the reason why. It was a part of a stretch of games that they should have been able to take advantage of. They still, they do not have a cakewalk schedule. They are going to play almost all divisional games the rest of the way at Minnesota and home against the Colts fills in the rest. The New York Giants are going to be dogs against Dallas, of course, we know, on a Thursday night and drop to 7-4. and four. They'll at least be favored to, I should say. It'll be interesting to see how the Giants bounce back again. That was a very disappointing result for that football team. 
No, it certainly was. And I, I don't want to say I saw it coming, but I'd said the two sharpest lines of the week have been what? This game with the Detroit Lions and also the Minnesota Vikings and the Dallas Cowboys. Both of those lines, which I perceive to be sharp, was in the favor of the Lions and the Cowboys, both one going away. Now, yesterday, you know, kind of tough for me to watch this game because I didn't have a team total on Detroit, which would have won. I went over one and a half touchdown passes for Jared Goff and saw them score four rushing touchdowns or five, whatever it was, four rushing touchdowns inside the five-yard line. It was kind of a tough pill to swallow with how many times they got stopped at the one-yard line through the air. But this is sort of a microcosm on the Giants of what we expected here, right? It's Saquon Barkley and nothing else. And if Saquon Barkley doesn't work, the Giants don't have much of a chance. Their defense isn't very good. Their offense isn't very good outside of their running back, and yet they still find themselves in the playoff race. But it's kind of interesting, Kevin. Remember when I was the old, you know, Seattle, excuse me, St. Louis Cardinals reference where it's like that team stinks there's no way they can make the playoffs but somebody actually has to make the playoffs so where we're looking and sliding this all the way down the Giants here at a seven and three record here sit in that seven hole or excuse me six hole in the NFC to make the playoffs keep in mind you have the four division winners and then you also have the three wild card positions I have a feeling that now that the commanders are six and five could the Giants and the Commanders be in a one-off here down the stretch, both playing each other each once apiece? Is that going to be the final playoff spot? Because just a few weeks ago, even two weeks ago, I'm saying to myself, boy, the Giants are going to make the playoffs. But looking at that schedule and Washington no longer being a doormat that we probably thought they might have been at this point here, there's no guarantees that the Giants even make it in to the playoffs, which would be a disaster. Let's just say they win nine games and don't make the playoffs. Now you can't draft your quarterback. And it's almost like Brian Dable did such a good job with the Giants. It actually hurt their future. That's incredible. No, I can't do that, though. They needed they needed positive vibes around this football team desperately. They needed Brian Dable to show that he was the right man. He's done that. I, I can't. I think too often people do that, where the, the team that had the best season won the Super Bowl, and then the second best team was the team that had the worst record because they had the number one overall pick. The Giants have already had what is a success of a season and it will be a massive disappointment if they don't make the playoffs. But I, I won't entertain the idea that, oh, man, they actually would have been better off, you know, going 0-17. That, that, that's not how I see it here for the Giants. And, and look, the one thing, of course, though, with this race is it's not just the commanders, but the NFC West has two teams that are going to battle with the Seahawks and the Niners. The Niners favor to win the division, but Seattle right there from a record perspective is in the mix as well. Speaking of the NFC West, the team that won this division last year, they also won the NFC. They also won the Super Bowl. The LA Rams, three and seven. They lose to the New Orleans Saints 27 to 20. Now, in my opinion, this was a phenomenal game by the LA Rams because they went over their listed team total. Uh, and that was what I cared about, a best bet there from Pro Football Today. But look, big picture, uh, this is a done team. It's as bad as a Super Bowl champion has ever uh, responded after winning the Super Bowl. And uh, just a complete mess all in all. It is a complete mess all in all at this point here. It really is because you're trying to say to yourselves, even if you have a bad season, like the New York Giants, hey, get some first-round draft picks we can handle, we can do business with, right? Nope, you don't have that here. So you're going to have to retool in the offseason by going after free agents, but also questions surrounding Matthew Stafford, elbow coming into the season, which is never good for a starting quarterback to have those issues of what you're looking to have a successful season. How long can he actually make it? But now the head injury starting to come into play, concussion protocol. They weren't even calling yesterday he was removed from the game for a concussion, but he wasn't in the protocol just yet. They're going to run more, you know, things today or some, some tests here on him. 
you don't want your quarterback injured if you don't have any draft picks to try to refuel here. I don't know what the Rams are going to do, but it seems like the best point of entry now is to make sure your veterans don't get any more injured for the rest of the way, which will cause you to lose more, which then causes the Detroit Lions to have a better draft pick. It's a wild scenario for the Rams, and none of them, Kevin, are good. Yeah, certainly not. How about a World Cup update? Judy Bellingham yeah. scores for England. So that would be over a half a goal within the first half for England. So a little winner here from the early line. If you're getting involved with the World Cup, uh, England is now minus 2,100 to win this game. Uh, actually, there's probably another 15-plus minute, way more, in fact, 20 minutes of action due to a massive, massive amount of stoppage time due to a goalie injury for Iran. Monday Night Football coming up along with some other games from Week 11. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Back with you right here on Sports Grid. Got a little bit to get to. As we mentioned, though, World Cup action. England uh, puts a goal pass around, which gets uh, a little winner here on the show. And as, you know, Donald, we try and tell people, but. This is yeah. the home of some soccer guys. We're not. Yeah. We're not new here. This is not unfamiliar territory. We're in the mix. We're getting after it, and uh, hopefully, some folks got involved. Uh, because look, when when these games are are live, you know we're going to be keeping an eye on them. We'll try and give you a little bit of action to get involved with. Look, there's no question about it. People have been watching for the last year and a half. Nobody ever heard of Messi until Kevin and I started talking about him last year. And quite frankly, we found Christian Pulisic. We found him. So credit where credit is due on the Sports Grid Network. Mm, None yeah. of you is out there listening ever heard of Messi. And so I brought his name up last year. So remember that. I mean, I mean, Donnie's been giving out, you know, uh, he's been telling all the people heading up to the World Cup, his dark horse for this tournament uh, is Brazil. One to watch. Really keep yeah. your eye yeah. uh, on a team that not many people have been discussing. You want to hear about Harry Kane, uh, one, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Donnie, I mean, Donnie's in a, a heater. I think he's picked like four or five international tournaments in a row, the outright winner um, as well. Look, I got two games I want to get to, and then we'll get to Monday Night Football. We'll, we'll do them with, somewhat, uh, with some pace here. Broncos Raiders. So, Blue and I were doing pro football today, yesterday. 
I said something. And I went, oh, is that, is that true? And then the game played out. I'm like, okay, no, I actually nailed that. What I said was, the Raiders seem like they want to play for Josh McDaniels way more than the Broncos do Nathaniel Hackett. Now, I know that this was no runaway performance here, but the fact that the Raiders were able to battle back late in that football game and then walk it off in overtime, I feel pretty good about that stance. And ultimately, what it's going to boil down to is one of these coaches will be back on the sideline next year. The other one's Nathaniel Hackett. I'm telling you, sometimes it's okay to admit your mistakes. And for the Walton family, I guess, who has purchased the Broncos, which is the Walmart family here, you're going to be fine with money. Make the move and do it now here. Sort of rescue it because the last thing you want now is for the you know tempo to start to change up where it's no longer the coach, it's Russell Wilson, and who wasted the money on Russell Wilson here. That was an epically bad performance yesterday. But having said that, you are correct. Maybe when you have an ownership group that's just Mark Davis, and he goes, hey, guys, man, back off. He's not going anywhere in Josh McDaniels. And you hear some of the players in the locker room go, thank goodness, don't blame him. Blame us. We're not playing well. He's scheming things up. We are not executing. And to see yesterday, Derek Carr go out 307, two touchdowns, no interceptions, outplay Russell Wilson, and also, I can't get enough of this here. I'm going to keep saying it every time. Devontae Adams yesterday, 13 targets, seven catches, a buck 41, and two scores. An absolutely outrageous wide receiver who, if he stays with Josh McDaniels and if Derek Carr is the quarterback, he's going to put up wild numbers over the next three to four years. And the fact of the matter is a team thought it was best to trade that player away and say, you know what, let's draft a young wide receiver and get better. As in the Green Bay Packers, I can't get enough. But also the box score, Kevin, sort of an anomaly. When is the last time that you've actually seen this take place? The Vegas running game had one player in it, Kevin. 24 carries for 109 yards for Josh Jacobs. Not a single other player recorded a run. And if you remember why I like to joke about this too is, wasn't Josh Jacobs being centerpieced in the preseason <laughs> as let's run him 30 times so maybe another team will take him off our hands? Amazing how that worked out. Yeah, it is. Look, Again, I, people people think I was overreacting. They lost the Broncos lost to the Seattle Seahawks, and I said right there, fire Nathaniel Hackett. And I was always right. I was. This is now it's going to go viral. Basically, it looks like every single Sunday, the Denver Broncos, if they scored 18 points, just 18 in regulation of every single game that they've played, would be nine and one. Mm. Nine and one. There is one singular aspect of this team that stops them from being a Super Bowl contender, and someone's going to have to take the blame, and that someone is going to end up being Nathaniel Hackett. Goal number two, by the way, for England, uh, as that mm-hmm. one now could potentially get out of hand. Uh, they are minus roughly a bazillion dollars. Uh, they actually just suspended the England money line uh, on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Don't blame them. Uh, that seems like a fair assumption. The Jets in the patch. One of my favorite stories here. We're going to hit this now today, and honestly, we might do it again tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that and the day after that. The Jets lose in Jets fashion. It's heartbreaking, I know. But it's the off-field that becomes the story. You and I talking, hey, is Zach going to be the guy for the job? How much room are they going to give Zach Wilson? Nine for 22, 77 yards for this game. Multiple times it looked like he was trying to hit New England Patriots in stride. But the post-game report is that a lot of Jets players pretty bothered 
by Zach Wilson. Because the uh, vibe that Zach Wilson gives off is he is not the problem. He is maybe blameless in this situation. I, I Donnie, look, I think it's becoming very clear. The Jets sit here at 6-4. and four. I still think they can make the playoffs. Zach Wilson is... The, 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 the time is running out for Zach Wilson here in New York as this team's quarterback. It looks like it might be. But, but having said that, Kevin, I, I thought the, the more important takeaway yesterday was, yes, the Jets were horrendous on offense. Score some points here. You beat the New England Patriots. You're going to make the playoffs and, heck, maybe even challenge the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills here for supremacy in the AFC East. But that didn't happen yesterday. And I was disappointed at Zach Wilson. It's so easy to deflect at the end of the game. Say, hey, look, hey, Zach, do you, want, you know, certainly you don't want to apologize to the defense because the guy's asking you a ridiculous question to begin with. But all you got to do is gather your thoughts, make, you know what, I didn't play as well as I needed to be. I'm the quarterback. I'm the leader of this team. Boy, I wish I could have given my defense some help here, put a couple of touchdowns on the board, and we won easily. But he gives you that soundbite here as if he doesn't care and he's aloof, which is terrible. You can't do that. But having said that, Robert Sala, at the end of the football game, when he took the podium, they asked him, are you making a quarterback change? And that's the furthest thing from my mind, and rightfully so. Because your only goal here for the Jets is to find out if Zach Wilson is your quarterback. There's going to be a lot of idiots on Twitter and social media. Put Joe Flacco in. No, Joe Flacco does nothing for you. If Joe Flacco wins a few games, you make the playoffs, so be it. Your franchise is set back because you don't have your quarterback. Your only goal for the Jets the rest of this year is to see if Zach Wilson can come back from this tragic performance here and lead the Jets into the playoffs. And if he does, maybe you found your franchise guy. If he flounders over the next seven games, then you move on. It's simple, Jets. You got Got to stick with Zach Wilson. Robert Sala is a 100% correct in what he said. Uh, last uh, World Cup update, and then we'll do Monday Night Football. England, 3 mm. nothing. So you see where the money line was yeah. suspended. Raheem Sterling with the third. Uh, 14 minutes of extra time uh, due to some injuries there. 14 minutes uh, of extra time. So <laughs> that's, that's quite a lot. Uh, look, as far as this goes here tonight, Arizona, San Francisco. No Kyler Murray. Looks like it's going to be Colt McCoy at mm. quarterback here. Colt McCoy is catching nine and a half points. Fine by me. This many points in division at home on a primetime game. It's Cardinals, Cardinals, Cardinals on this. I'm not saying they win. I think there's a world they could pull an upset. I actually do. Just because I think there's some talent there. I think the vibes around Colt McCoy could sneaky be better than those around Kyler Murray. But I would take the nine and a half points here with the Arizona Cardinals. No real interest in this total. If you make me play it unsurprisingly, I would look towards the over. Arizona's defense, nothing to write home about. And again, with Colt McCoy, the Cardinals are, they don't lose as much as you would think. Uh, but I think the Cardinals plus nine and a half is the right way to go. Now, it is a neutral site game, Mexico City. So that does change a little bit here. It doesn't help, per se, the Arizona Cardinals, but it certainly doesn't help the 49ers either because they're both on that neutral. But as I like to say, sometimes you get those neutral site games. Both offenses can move the football. You saw it yesterday, right? You saw a neutral site game effectively there in Detroit where you had, you know, Cleveland move the football. Same thing with the Buffalo Bills. But I'm looking more from a running back perspective today if I'm lining this up because you're right. We don't know how Colt McCoy is going to fare. We don't even know if DeAndre Hopkins is going to play on the FanDuel Sportsbook one of those beloved markets that we have in the game specials. They're not even up yet because we really don't know who's actually going to, you know, perform and what they should actually gauge it. But the things that I look at here, Kevin, anytime touchdown scores market, 
You know, Christian McCaffrey at a minus 140 price, I think he scores. And quite frankly, Elijah Mitchell at a plus 135. I think he also scores a touchdown tonight. I think the ground game is going to be big because this is one of those games early in the week of saying, you know what? Jimmy Garoppolo probably throw, should throw over one and a half touchdown passes, which effectively just is get two of those. But I don't know how much pushback you're going to get here from the Arizona Cardinals in this game. So I do think the ground attack is going to be paramount. And if we, anything we saw was, it's kind of funny. You trade for Christian McCaffrey. And you're like, hey, you know what? Sure, you need him healthy for the playoff run. But you see Elijah Mitchell come back after like eight weeks off, and all of a sudden Kyle Shanahan's out here going, yeah, 50-50 split. And it looks like it's going to be that way. Not surprising if both of those players score touchdowns. And also, if we're looking at Christian McCaffrey here, nine games he's played in the NFL this season. How about this? Six games he's had 100 combined yards, meaning rushing and receiving here. Why is that important tonight? His yardage prop tonight combined for rushing and receiving, 103.5 yards. I think he has the legitimate ability to get that too. Would be nice to have a running mate for the Cardinals. I don't know if you get that, but I do think the ground game is going to be superior tonight for those 49ers. The CMC rushing prompt is 62 and a half. It's about 20 yards less than what the number was against the Chargers. Now, not as bad of a run defense, but it shows the impact that Eli Mitchell having on his props from one game to the next. And again, rightfully so. As it wasn't shot hands like, ah, it's a hot hand thing. He's like, no, I, let's do 50-50 here. Uh, the, the San Fran with an eye towards the postseason. And also, it's just kind of how Kyle Shanahan likes to operate. It's a good point by you. We don't have Colt McCoy props listed, but I am interested to see what they check in at. Uh, last game, he went 26-37 for 238 yards. A lot of attempts there being the key to me, which is what you'll see from Colt McCoy. Again, Cliff does not go, oh, I got to hand it to James, James Conner a thousand times. Now the Colt McCoy is my quarterback here. And this passing yardage prop for Colt McCoy was 200 and a half in the game against the Los Angeles Rams playing a better defense of course here I'm not sure how much higher this number goes and I still think there could be some juice towards the over certainly something I would look to be keeping my eye on uh, anywhere else you're looking in this game perhaps some match specials as you again accurately pointed it out we're in Mexico City here tonight yeah, I'm waiting for those to pop up here because unless I didn't refresh and, and see those pop up late, I don't have them here. But I guess you could probably look at the one and one still would make a lot of sense because I do think that the San Francisco 49ers no doubt are going to score. And also, if you have Colt McCoy on your offense and it's first and goal at the two, James Conner is probably going to run that one in. Just want to make sure that DeAndre Hopkins is playing in this game because, as we said, Kyler Murray's not playing. Why? Remember, was like, hey, man, he's fine. Look. Came on a Wednesday practice, man. He's going to be fine. Yeah, now he's missed two games in a row with a hamstring. And DeAndre Hopkins already missed practice time this week with a hamstring injury. That's going to be key. If he plays and is healthy tonight, that's going to help them out. And maybe you have to wait a week or two here to get all three back. And Kyler Murray also talking about DeAndre Hopkins with a fully healthy hamstring and also coming back from IR, Hollywood Brown. Maybe it's something to look at in the next few weeks. But today, it's a little bit too risky to center and focus, for me at least, Kevin, on any Cardinals props at this point until we see who's actually playing. Yeah, and I know those match specials aren't available. It's just we're so familiar with them, and we can kind yeah. of assume what they'll be. I'll tell you what would be a dream. It's not going to happen. Uh -oh. Four players for three touchdowns. James oh. Conner, DeAndre Hopkins, uh -huh. if he plays, though it's not likely, but whoever the number one wide receiver is, that's fine. Debo and McCaffrey for three touchdowns would be wonderful. If Hopkins doesn't play, though, because I know you've bet this before, McCaffrey, mm -hmm. Connor, and Debo, those three for four would be a huge number. It is a bit yeah. tempting to me. Uh, I, again, th there's some 
there's some big players here in the touchdown market that have could have some good games. Certainly, again, it'll be something. The track Monday Night Football should be fun. The World Cup coverage will continue on SportsGrid. Before you go anywhere, you listen up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. All right, final episode, final segment of the day, we should say here, for the early line, bright and early on a Monday morning armchair, NFL Monday, as always, so much fun here, Donnie Wright's adding Kevin Walsh, carrying you through from 7, 9 a.m. before we hand it over to the morning after coming up next. We had a ton of topics here, and one, quite frankly, that I'm really excited about is the college football playoff coming down the stretch. I have an LSU ticket in my pocket. Would have loved just a little bit more help on Saturday, but Tennessee was a key cog going down. We'll see if that one can fight through to the next weekend, and we'll see what happens in the SEC championship game. The NFL is always popping on Sundays, but there was an important topic coming up here yesterday because even though we expect the Kansas City Chiefs to win week in and week out, and they typically do, Mahomes and Reed are special. Listen up. why he was talking like that for a while. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes here lining them up on the field. It's pretty amazing when you say it because yesterday, if there was every excuse to lose a football game for the Chiefs, it would have been yesterday against the Chargers. Getting healthy, coming back here, Keenan Allen playing, Mike Williams playing, Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert, and down multiple times in this football game, including needing a touchdown right around two minutes to go in the game, and they got it. Now, Patrick Mahomes on one side here, Juju Smith-Schuster down, McCall Harbin on IR, Kadarius Tony played a handful of plays, and he disappeared, which left Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey to do the damage themselves, knowing the defense and Brandon Staley for the Chargers that they wanted to force the football to Travis Kelsey, and they still couldn't stop him. Why? Because Andy Reid is a sensational play caller, and Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback overall in the NFL. And in the biggest moments that you needed them to succeed, they actually did. But you know what? That's what we expect out of the Kansas City Chiefs. They are that good. Wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, they do it all. Interchangeable parts outside of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Sensational stuff once again from the Chiefs. Stay tuned for the morning after. Up next. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.